0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify.
4: it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9.
3: Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast.
4: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
6: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio
0: up America Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Byer getting you set for a very very busy day on the Doug Gottlieb show. Doug Gottlieb will be just joining us momentarily. A lot to get to today. John Middlekoff, who joins us every week. Former NFL scout and host of the three and out podcast will join us in about 20 minutes as we look ahead to a big week 11 and not not to brag not to brag here. But when you think of the doubleheader that Fox has on Sunday The Packers and Vikings starting things off 1 o'clock Eastern time. And then America's Game of the Week between the Cowboys and Chiefs. I would argue that there's probably not a better doubleheader that you could get in the NFL than that on Sunday. So John Middlekoff will be here to break down that and so much more. Going to check in with Dante Whitner, former Pro Bowl safety, now an analyst covering the NFL and college football. will join him. Well, He'll join us in about an hour or so. And then Rich Ornberger, former NFL, linebacker, or former NFL lineman and co-host of Fox Football Sunday with Steve Hartman will be joining us in the last hour. But Week 11 did start out yesterday with the New England Patriots going to Atlanta and taking on the Falcons. And what a night it was for some, and what a night it was for others. The Falcons side of things, you don't want to give them a pass. However, calvert Ridley hasn't been available to them. The lone bright spot that they had this season was Cordero Patterson, who ended up not playing last night because of an ankle injury. So last night, in reality, really wasn't about the Falcons and as much as we wanted to try to connect to what happened in Super Bowl Fifty One, there was no Tom Brady anymore. Sure, Matt Ryan was there, but it wasn't the same Matt Ryan as five years ago. So last night was really about the New England Patriots, and we now have Doug Gottlieb with
5: us. All right, uh, thanks, Dan. Doug Gottlieb, show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so, Dan, is it you? You mentioned it was about the Patriots, and it should be. And you know, it's it's always interesting how We make these kind of narratives and, 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 and what it's about Mac Jones and how people missed on Mac Jones. And and look, I've even fallen into it at some point, but I'm watching last night and I'm thinking to myself, like smart coaches understand how to evolve. They look at the league and they try and copy. How do we succeed in this league? And if anything, Belichick has even copied his own model. Like none of us would sit here and go like Mac Jones set the world on fire last night, right? Of course not. None of us would sit here and go. There's any one wide receiver that they have that you're going to put as a first ballot hall of famer, or even a a ring of ring of honor sort of guy with the Patriots. Of course not. But the offense is good enough, right? Good enough. And I saw people on social media. uh, I'll tell you one, one is Nick, Wright. You know how they're in Falcon territory and yet they punt and His assessment of the move of punting or even running the ball on third down and then punting on fourth and two, you know, in plus territory is that's telling you all you need to know about Mac Jones. Well, maybe it is. But that guy's won a lot of football games, right? I mean, he, he has been the head coach of six Super Bowl winners. They went to nine Super Bowls. So he does know a thing or two about football. And all of us armchair quarterbacks, we sit here and go like, "Yeah, go for it, go for it, go for it." Brandon Staley, who I love, coach of the Chargers, he goes for it. What's their record now? What's their record now? Oh, it's five and four. That's right, it's five and four. Patriots' record isn't better. Patriots actually beat the Chargers. So you have to know there's there's it's not just about the quarterback or even the offense. Oftentimes, it's about the quarterback, the offense. Maybe they saw something uh, that they, why they tried to run the ball on third down or they're setting up something for later in the game. Or maybe it is that they don't trust Mac Jones. He only started 14 games in college and he's only started what? Nine games in the NFL. So maybe it's all those things, or maybe it's that he knows he's got a dynamic defense. He doesn't think the Falcons are very good. He trusts his punter. He understands there's three phases to football, offense, defense, and special teams. And look, look, you don't, you're not going to win a game on your first drive. You can lose one, right? You can lose one. You have momentum. You play field position. You punt the football. You you back them up. And oh yeah, by the way, if the story last night was about him not trusting Mac Jones, maybe it's about the fact that he trusts his defense. How many points did that defense allowed? The answer is zero. How many interceptions they have? The answer is four. It's a really good defense. And oh yeah, by the way, how did he build this team? Right. Last year, eight opt outs. This year, you know, they part ways with their highest paid, maybe their best player at cornerback. They trade them away to Carolina midseason. Obviously, you have Brady off the books. You got Gronk off the books. You got money to spend, and they spent money on the offensive line, on the defensive side of the ball, and then they went and drafted a rookie quarterback. I just, I, 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 I know that we all played Madden. I know that many of us played Madden high school football and some of you played college football or junior college football whatever and we think americans think they know i saw i saw this on social media two things every guy thinks they know how to work a grill and how to coach football right <laughs> everybody no my grill technique is better than anybody i know how to like no you don't nothing special about what you do I mean, I'll I, I sit here, I'll cook ribs all day. I think I'm pretty good on the smoker, but you put me against somebody who really knows what they're doing? Like, I got no idea. And football, like, you know, I thought I was going to be the offensive coordinator for my son's football team. And yeah, I played football and I watch it. And But then you start to understand the intricacies of it. Like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'll let somebody else do it. So I, I look at last night and... It was a virtuoso from Bill Belichick's perspective. It was, you can question what he's doing with his offense or how tentative it seems they are with their play calling. I'm going to look at it and say, he knows that the strength of his team is his defense. He knows that they can completely control a game based upon field position. He knows that just like when he had Tom Brady, early in your career, you put him in the best possible situation to succeed that eliminates the need for tough throws and for errors. And even then, he wasn't perfect. And whatever Mac Jones becomes, he's not going to become Tom Brady. It's just not. No one's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, filling in for the greatest quarterback of all time. The likelihood of that is so, so minute. And I don't believe anyone's ever going to 10 Super Bowls ever again as quarterback. I just don't. It was a, it's like friends. I've told people this friends as a sitcom on network TV is never coming back. Why? People that age don't watch network TV and so they won't create shows like that. And oh, yeah, by the way, people don't hang out like that anymore, right? It's all virtual. If, If you're in an apartment across the hall from your best friend, if you want to talk to them, you don't go knock on their door or go right into their door. You just FaceTime them and see what they're doing, right? Or Snapchat them. Or you play against them in a video game and have a conversation that way, even though they're right across the hall. And we're never coming back around to the old Patriots and all those Super Bowls because no quarterback staying healthy that long, in place that long, no coaches lasting that long. This is a rare outlier appearance. But, but, it does really, 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 really feel like the Patriots are doing their best to recreate that same model. And oh yeah, by the way, it's a model that worked even in Chicago a couple years ago. Like like today we're, si- today we're sitting here and we're going to talk about Khalil Mack being out for the rest of the season, right? Placed on IR. But go back and look to the year Khalil Mack came over from the Bears. And when he did... That was a dynamic football team that got to the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky as their quarterback. And what did they do with Mitch Trubisky? Very little. If he didn't see what he liked, they told him to run it. Now, Mitch didn't have a ceiling high enough. Mitch couldn't evolve. He could become the constant starter. But they understood what they had on offense. They heaped all their resources on defense. They tried to be uh, clever and creative with that offense and just not turn it over and occasionally score some points. And look, the, the Bears got to the playoffs two of the last three years. So, I mean, I've told people this before. Go and look at Russell Wilson's numbers when he was a rookie. It doesn't mean that I think Mac Jones is Russell Wilson. It doesn't mean that, Tom, uh, that, that Bill Belichick thinks he's Russell Wilson. But this... Plan works. And when executed by inarguably the greatest coach of our generation, it works better than others who try and copy that plan. By the way, it's the same thing that the Dolphins try to do. Rework their defense with all their money and then get a a quarterback on a rookie scale and just manage the game. Two is not good enough. The defense hasn't been good enough, but the plan is the same and you're seeing it play out in New England. Here's Rodney Harrison um, on the Dan Patrick Show talking about Mac Jones, remember? Oh, sorry about that. Okay, here, here's here's Bill Belichick talking about the team.
7: The relationship with the players, I think, is always a very uh, special one. Uh, it's not something as a coach that you can orchestrate. Uh, I think it just has to happen. Hopefully you put players together that We'll, we'll be able to form those kind of relationships and trust and camaraderie and, and all those things but it's not anything you can legislate or it just kind of has to happen. I'm glad it's happening and, and I'm glad that they they have that kind of feeling because I do think there's a chemistry that goes with communication and anticipation and and you know knowing what the other guy's doing and him knowing what you're doing and, and being able to play aggressively with all that So I think it's you know it's a good thing.
5: This this is Mac Jones talking about his offensive unit.
1: We have a great group of guys. Early on, you're just trying to figure your way out with me in there, and I'm trying to learn as best I can. But these guys have all played tons of football, and I trust everybody on our offense. Um, I feel like I can play better to you know help them. It's the best team sport there is. And I think our offensive unit really has that family feel to it, and we love each other, and we play together, and we play for each other. So we just have to keep doing that.
5: It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sport Trader. This is Arthur Smith on Getting Shut Out.
6: It feels ugly right now, and in this moment, you feel obviously pretty poor. You go over there, you get to 4-4, four and four, you get a big win, and then you, you, you guys all watched the last two games. I mean, there wasn't a lot of things that we, we did well tonight offensively. There's, there's, I mean, you don't score points, and you don't take advantage when you do have the opportunity low-possession game because it's, the defense fought, and they fought, and our guys fought. And it's not like they didn't fight on offense, but we didn't do enough to put us in a chance to win at the end, so.
5: They got uh, three points, those three against the Cowboys last week in two games. How about Matt Ryan, Felipe Franks, and Josh Rosen all threw interceptions last night. First team since the Chargers in 2000 to have three different quarterbacks throw INTs. That cl- team included Ryan Leaf. Jay Stu, can you name the other two quarterbacks who threw picks uh, in that faithful game for the, for the 2000 Chargers?
7: This is a good exercise because I read the story this morning, but the, those two names escape me. I, it, once you read Ryan Leaf, you're like, "Oh wow!" Uh, there was was it, wasn't there a quarterback named Marino? Like M O R E N O, and then uh, maybe Stan Humphries? Oh no no no! Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, and Marino,
5: Moses Marino, Jim Harbaugh, and Ryan Leaf, and they also had a, a quarterback name uh, or. A guy who threw a, cul- pa- oh no, Robert Clancy was a, a positional player who, uh, a running back who threw, who threw a pass. So Moses Marino started two games that year, 0-2. Jim Harbaugh started five games that year. He was 0-5. Ryan Leaf started nine games. He was 1-8. Didn't matter who started. They were terrible. Moses, N- Moses, Nathaniel Marino. What do you think Moses Nathaniel and Marino is doing last night? Do you think last night he was watching the game going, hey, hey, I, that, that's, our, that's our record. <laughs> like the uh, 72 Dolphins? <laughs> yes. They, you're in our neighborhood. You're driving around, but you haven't yet found the house. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues works to resolve them. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Ex- uh, exceptionally common, Discover exceptionally common sense. You know, you know, it's what's really funny about watching social media when coaches get conservative is twofold. And and I think, Bayer, you pointed this out. And I know, uh, Jay Stu, you pointed this out is you watch the Manning brothers and they're always like, yeah, I got to punt it here. You know, take the field goal here. Like it's a fairly conservative. It fans, because they grew up playing Madden and there's not the same ramifications. They're always like, go for it. Throw it down the field. What are you doing? When you got you got people who actually coached and played football at that level, like yeah, we're not doing that. It it reminds me of when you're watching an NBA game and a guy and a guy's you know going into the fourth quarter and teams always have their best their best player comes out of the game and you're like, what are you doing? Take Steph out of the game, like. <laughs> Dude, he's gonna get tired. Do you know how great a shape he's in? we well, he's in such great shape. Why didn't he keep playing? Like, because you can't play all those minutes.
0: I wondered what the numbers people would have said in that Patriots situation, because that's usually the argument of analytics. Oh, there's a 68 percent chance that you win the game or you score and how many points you come away with. All I know is that if the Patriots were punting and putting the Falcons inside their own 20, there was zero percent chance the Falcons were going to score on that drive because they, they just they were not going to move the football. And the Patriots knew that.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's it, there's a lot of fascinating elements to last night. It's the are is Kyle Shanahan kicking himself over, not pushing more for Mac Jones. Did the Falcons make a mistake drafting Kyle Pitts? Not because Kyle Pitts isn't going to be great. and Doesn't have a supreme amount of talent, but you're driving like you're drafting like a hybrid tight end wide receiver fourth in the draft when you clearly have so many more needs. Right, there's a bunch. Yeah. And, and I, th- I thought that they should have gone
0: quarterback, but the salary of Matt Ryan was the argument against that. Prohibitive, yeah. yeah. That there was no way that they could necessarily move on from it. And I, I just I give them a bit of a break without Calvin Ridley, without Cordero Patterson. I mean, those guys really, I mean, Patterson, especially this season, has been
6: a majority of their offense. No, yeah. he's been he's
5: been outstanding. Yeah. By the way, former Patriot Cordero Patterson. Yeah,
6: yes. Former Patriot Cordero Patterson. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
3: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
0: And then you have China.
11: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox
5: Sports Radio. Dante Wittner will join us uh, shortly. He covers the NFL for NBC Sports Bay Area. Ask him about the Niners after that outstanding performance on Monday night. Will it travel with them to Jacksonville? Reminder check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem, call one 1- Eight hundred Gambler. We got a lot to get to here. Um, okay, Cam Newton's going to get the start for the Panthers. And I thought this was good. Uh, but it's a little cheesy, a little over the top. But it's, it's definitely Cam Newton. Here's Cam explaining why he's giving away 50 tickets.
12: I'm going to give away 50 tickets to the people who has rarely been to a game or has never been to a game. And I'm partnering with the Panth- uh, Panthers in doing this. This Sunday is important for us. We need to reclaim Bank of America Stadium. I know the success hasn't been there, but we ain't talking about the past. We're talking about the things here moving forward. Okay.
5: I I don't really – I'm not sure, like, reclaim – it's not like he's – the Chargers, where there's all these, uh, uh, you know, expatriate fans, you know, when Kansas City comes in or Pittsburgh. Like, Sunday night, it's going to be, you know – at least half Pittsburgh Steeler fans, because there's so many Steeler fans in Southern California. There was no football team for twenty five years. Here's Cam talking about the matchup with Ron Rivera.
12: Man, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about him. He knows how I feel about him, but and he knows what it's gonna be on Sunday.
5: Huh? <laughs> and
7: he knows what it's gonna be on Sunday. Them their fighting words. <laughs> we talked about this earlier in the week. Um, that handshake before the game was like, "Yeah, Coach, uh, you guys have had a lot of quarterback openings, and I've been out of a job. What's what's going on there?" Let's, Man, it's, let's not get about the us. it's not about here. me. It's not uh, about you you about know, I texted you
5: you, know, text you, you never called me back. It must have been your old cell, your old cell. Like, nah, cell hasn't changed, Coach.
12: Man, it's not about cell? us. It's not about me. It's not about him. He knows how I feel about him, but and he knows what it's going to be on Sunday.
5: Now supposedly they're boys, right? He, like that's 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 what they like to put out that they're boys. So if he knows how he feels about him, and that's what it is, I, okay, whatever. Take his word for it. But yeah, I don't, I don't get that one
7: at all, at all. I like that he thinks that uh, fifty fans will reclaim the stadium. <laughs> fifty out of eighty I, I, I thousand seats. About that. There's well, there's not uh, – How many in Bank of
5: America? There's like sixty-five thousand <laughs> seats. And by the way, it's like their own stadium. So, yeah, I don't really get it. Like, I'm congrats. going to give away 50 tickets. D- does anybody get that one? <laughs> Fi- oh, 50 tickets? Oh, you're putting 50 people in a 74,867-seat <laughs> stadium? Well, that's going to change things. Huh? I'm going to
12: give away 50 tickets.
5: 50. <laughs> 50. I also like here. Can I, listen to the whole thing and tell me what you hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out afterwards. Buyer, you go first because I'm gonna guess you're gonna hear it first. Go.
12: I'm gonna give away 50 tickets to the people who has rarely been to a game or has never been to a game. And I'm partnering with the Panth- uh, Panthers in doing this. This Sunday is important for us. We need to reclaim Bank of America Stadium. I know the success hasn't been there, but. We ain't talking about the past. We're talking about the things here moving forward.
5: Did you hear it, Byer? <laughs> I don't know if I
0: did. I, I, the part that I thought maybe was that he was not only is it just fifty, he's also partnering with the Panthers.
5: Yes. Okay. Yes. Meaning, I'm this says no, he's not he's not paying for any of this crap. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Fifty people who might have never been to a game before—we're going to kidnap them <laughs> and put them in the stadium. We'll take off that hood, right? We'll give the proof of life to their family. But I, what I heard was this is what I heard. Um, I heard personally that he didn't. This has this is not, not coming off of his bill. Put it on the put it on the uh, what was it? There? Put it on the Underhill bill. Put it on the Underhills. Put it on the other hill
7: account. I'll have a, a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. Yes. I just ate a steak sandwich. I'm trying to... Fantastic. How much money do you think he's made in his career? I'm trying to access that uh, that salary. It's got to be what? 250 million bucks? No, I don't think he made that much,
0: to be honest with you. Guys, I have an announcement. Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving coming up. John Ramos and I have partnered to give away one can of cranberry sauce to a lucky listener out there. The phone number... Eight seven seven nine nine on Fox, and we will send you that can of cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving. John and I both getting in together and doing this because it's the Thanksgiving season.
5: Right, right. Wait, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna feed the entire world with fifty cans of cranberry sauce. Huh? huh? We're only giving away one though, just to clarify. It's just and, one can. And are you paying for yeah. it? Well, I'm partnering with uh, with John Ramos. John and I have teamed up. Yeah, he's made one hundred and thirty three point five million dollars in his career. Eleven seasons, one thirty three point five. So,
7: um, I wonder if there'll be better seats than uh, what, what? What was the nosebleed seats? Yeah, Jordan last loves week.
5: seats. <laughs> Jordan loves seats. Hey, concession man's like, ma'am, you're gonna have to come down here. You're gonna have to. If I go that high, my nose starts to bleed, ma'am. You're gonna have to come down. You no, you'll have to. No, you have to come down here. I can't hear you. I always wondered who the hell sits up that high. (laughs) Right? Have you ever done that? You're looking like, who would ever sit up that high? And then they're like, hi! Uh, I saw the greatest tweet was the one where it said, you know, in fairness, the Packers aren't used to quarterbacks, families coming to games. That's so, good. <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> it's still funny. Two weeks later, Is it, though. It's, it's, still funny. <laughs> it's still just like your Adrian Peterson tweet that he's out, out with osteoporosis or whatever. It was amazing. It's a great tweet because anybody who, anybody who doesn't get it's an idiot and everybody does get it like, yeah, it's great. It's easy. Very light. So good. So unbelievably good. Yeah. I, I, okay. Here's Matt Rule on why Cam Newton starting. Cam will take the first play.
0: He's really done a nice job uh, learning the game plan for this week. It's obviously a lot to learn. There's some parts, you know, that obviously he probably has a better grasp of than others, but um, I think he's worked really, really hard. He's really, really a smart player, really a smart quarterback. You know, we have 40 some hours to get ourselves even closer.
5: Okay. Sure. Got it. I just like look they they it's not like they're sitting there going like hmm should we start Steve Young, Joe Montana, Tom Brady or <laughs> Cam Newton. Right? It's not exactly what they're choosing from in Carolina. And and we've we've seen Cam Newton not consistently throw the football like a guy who could play professional football. But we'll see. I just I love the, we're going to take back the stadium. You know what takes back the stadium best? Winning football games. It's amazing how when you win, people show up. They talk about all the time, if you build it, they will come. Or if you win, they will come. Matter of fact, they will come more quickly if you win than if you build it, because it takes a long time to build an actual stadium. We're going to reclaim the stadium. Here's what we're going to do, okay? Well, there's what, 74,000 seats? All right, 50,000 of them. We're going to put Carolina Panthers fans (laughs) in. Like, um, th- nobody vacations to Carolina to come to a football game, Cam.
12: To reclaim Bank of America Stadium.
5: Hmm. Okay. Got it. Dante Whitner joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. He covers the Niners for NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, obviously, they were very good Monday night. Can, can, can they get back to those type of performances more consistently, Dante?
13: I think they can. I think they found out what their identity is, and it's physical run-first football team. Getting back to that 2019 season when they depended heavily on the running game, play-action pass, RPO game, and then a defense, being good against the run, not giving up the big play, and getting turnovers. We saw the formula versus the L.A. Rams on Monday night, and they'll try to continue that uh, versus Jacksonville, and I think that is something that's sustainable for their team.
5: Yeah, you know what's what's interesting, I mean you put George Kittle back and it's a it feels like a different team. Gives them one good blocker in their scheme, two, obviously a talented pass catcher. Um is is it as simple as they're getting healthy, or is there something else that they've changed that's allowed them, at least in, in this in this short instance, to look so much better?
13: I think it's a combination of a bunch of different things. One, they are getting healthy. Uh the beginning of the season, they lost all three running backs, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon, Mike Jermichael Hasty. You know, and all of those guys were out for a variety of different reasons. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, he went out with an injury. They had to play Trey Lance. The offensive line, they had a couple of injuries, nicks and bruises here and there. So they're getting continuity back on the offensive line, cleaning up the injuries. They're getting back to a run-first football team, and they're finding ways to attack the edges with the motions and the shifts, double-bumping the guys that are at the point of attack, and they're getting back to their running game. Um, so I think that it's a combination of a bunch of different things, but it's all about who gets hot at the right time. the Niners coming off a huge win versus, you know, arguably the best team where people would say they were the best team in football before that game. Um, so they can, you know, actually use this momentum to add a couple wins.
5: Dante Whitner, join us in the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Uh, let's, let's peruse around the league. Cowboys look really good last week after being terrible the week before. Chiefs look better, although the Raiders are so depleted, it's it's kind of hard to tell. What do you think of that game between the Chiefs and the Cowboys in Kansas City?
13: Well, I think it'll be a great game. Two high-octane offenses. Um, you know, I think it'll come down to which defense plays the best. We know what Dak Prescott can do and the weapons that he has. Ezekiel Elliott, I want to C.D. Lamb. With Kansas City, you can never count them out. Patrick Mahomes, he showed that you know, last week, that he can still do it all. Um, Yeah, he was turning the football over, but some of that wasn't on him. Some of it is on the skill guys not coming down with the football. And then their defense is starting to get better. So I think it'll be a a good game between two offenses that can put up a lot of points. But like I said, it's going to come down to which defense plays better and who probably wins that turnover margin.
5: You know, the the Rams came in, and all the talk has been about San Francisco and how much better they looked. Obviously, the Rams lost Robert Woods. So you factor in Cam Akers to start the year, Robert Woods. I mean, those are two of their, their best skill position guys. And, and, and Robert Woods does the little things, right? Catches the ball against the zone, downfield blocker, run blocker as well. Replace him with OBJ, who's more of a big things than little things sort of guy. But, but there's something missing. It's not that they got beat. They got whooped. They got whooped by Tennessee as well. And Tennessee didn't have Derrick Henry. They got, they got whooped by Arizona. What's missing with the Rams?
13: Well, right now I think that the loss of Robert Woods is bigger than a lot of people actually thought it would be. And when you watch the film, their running game runs through him. A lot of that wide receiver motion using him at the point of attack to displace outside blockers, secondary guys that are adding into to the run defense. Um, with the third down passing, you know, he was one of their top guys on third down. and He played every play, you know, balls to the wall and that's what they're going to miss with him. OBJ and whoever's going to fill in for him is not the type of physical specimen and will put it all on the line. So they're going to have to figure it out. And sometimes, you know, it's just about who's the best on that given Sunday. Yeah, they have the talent that's on paper, but the 49ers put the formula out there that if you attack them, you're overly physical with them, and you can get to Matthew Stafford up the middle, you can force turnovers, you can beat this team. So they'll have to go back to the drawing board. Um, It doesn't look like they're... Um, the team that everybody thought they would. But, hey, we're still early in the football season. A long way to go. They added some new pieces. Von Miller, he'll get into a better groove, being uh, more versed in the defense, and hopefully they improve. But, you know, right now uh, they're not doing it, it, what, what everybody expected them to do.
5: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Dante Whitner. Everybody called him Dante Hittner. Um I got to ask you about Buffalo. Uh, they went through a lull there. Are they still your favorite in the AFC?
13: They're still my favorite in the AFC, Josh Allen. He's, you know, unbelievable at the quarterback position, that defense. They're feisty. They get after you. They get turnovers. They have two safeties back there that run the show. They have one of the best corners in the National Football League on the outside. Um on offense with Diggs and, you know, Beasley and all of those guys that run around and make plays. It's gonna be difficult to beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo in the playoffs. If they end up with that number one seed, you're going to have to go through Buffalo and that winter storm, you know, and the devastation that they can cause, you know, with those fans and the, in the weather, it's going to be tough to beat them. So they're still my favorite in the AFC.
5: Okay. Let, let me, let me ask you about a couple of other teams. Dante Whitner joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Um, Packers are going to play the Minnesota Vikings. They're only a slight favorite. Obviously lost Aaron Jones for a little bit of time here. He's got an MCL issue, but AJ Dillon filled in, filled in nicely. Uh, they acquired and then lost Whitney Merciless. That, that looks like a significant injury. But the, the the Packers' defense seems to be coming around. Are you a buyer that their defense is good enough to get them to a Super Bowl?
13: Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, Whenever you keep the ball in front of you, you don't get a big plays. You get turnovers. You stop to run. That travels well um, on the road. Yeah, so you have opportunity to make the playoffs. And if you can limit teams and you can get the ball back, multiple possessions for Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Jones, um, Matt Lafleur, and you can uh, you know you can create some damage. You can get some da- uh, do some damage to some teams, and it's all about who gets hot at the right time. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers returned last week. You know he put on a display. The defense played well. I do believe, and I am a buyer of the, the you know the Green Bay Packers. They can not make the Super Bowl this year.
5: How did the Seattle Seahawks get fixed?
13: I don't know how they get fixed. They're putting a lot on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Yes, they have weapons on the offensive side of the ball, but it's the defense. They're not anything close to that legion of doom. And if we know you know how championship football is won, if we're having a great running game, if we're ball control, not turn the football over, a defense that can stop the run, get turnovers. And that's what in the early uh, you know, 2011, 12, 13, 14, that legion of boom defense, that was their formula for winning. It's not working out for them right now. So I think that they'll go. They'll try to get back to that. They'll try to get more back to the run game, be more basic on defense. And, and you know, it might work, it might not. But right now, they're on the brink of their season. They have to put some winners together in a row where they're going to be out of their playoff race really quickly.
5: There was a lot of talk that Kyle Shanahan wanted, wanted Mac Jones. Of course, they drafted Trey Lance, who's got a world of talent. But, I mean, only played one game last year, smaller level. Eventually, obviously, it'll be his team. Mac's a guy who kind of looks like what he was billed as, which is solid, ready to play, not spectacular. Did San Francisco make a mistake?
13: No, I don't think San Francisco made a mistake. I think that Mac Jones fits in perfectly for what the New England Patriots want to do as an offense. And there's ball control, there's run the football, vary up what they like to do each and every week based on what the strength and weakness is of your defense. Easy throws, screens. Get the ball out to his playmakers, and then they'll have a few shots dialed up. So, for what New England wants to do, Mac Jones is perfect. For what Kyle Shanahan wants to do, and what he understands that the way that the league is going is with these RPO games, they're just copying what the college football game is doing. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson. We see it with Kyler Murray. We see it, you know, with all the mobile quarterbacks around the league. Is that's the number one issue for a defense is not stopping the run or passing quarterbacks is when they play everything perfectly and they slither out from behind the court, behind the center, and they make plays with their legs, but they do it in a controlled manner to where they're not turning the football over. A guy that you can move the pocket for and can make throws to the front side and over the top to the back side because of his arm strength. I think that he got exactly what he wanted in Trey Lance, but they weren't ready to just fully give up on Jimmy Garoppolo and implement the offense that it's going to take to take Trey Lance to the promised land until next year. So I think they made the right decision. I think both teams made the right decision and they'll both be happy with, with those.
5: Dante Whitner, They call him Dante Hitner, of course, former Pro Bowler and analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area, giving us his thoughts on the entirety of the league. Dante, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on.
13: Thank you, Doug, for having me. Talk soon.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
11: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox
5: Sports Radio. A lot of stuff to get to. Let's tackle it with our games. Let's get some picks. Thunder!
6: Five NFL. Five college. Five on three. One, two, three. It's five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Let's go five. All right.
5: Five for five. I got five picks for you that I think you're going to absolutely positively love. I mean, love. Um, Let's start, shall we? In the Big Ten Conference, Michigan State is headed to the big house. Of course, as many of you who listen to him on the weekends and weekdays know, Dan Beyer, huge, huge Ohio State guy. And Michigan State, their claim to fame is they beat Michigan. But then they subsequently lost to Purdue. Uh, meanwhile, Ohio State just trounced Purdue at home, 59-31, beat Nebraska by 9, beat Penn State by 9, beat Indiana by a million, beat Maryland by even more. So they're a 19-point favorite against Michigan State. Michigan State's got a great running game. Michigan State is 9 and 1. Michigan State's coming off a 19-point win against Maryland. They lost to Purdue, beat Michigan a close win over Indiana. Beat, you know, like, look, like they don't have blowout wins against the good teams, except for, I guess, Miami, Florida. But but here's what I think. I just think 19 is too much. And I know last week I thought I think it was 21 was too much for Purdue. I, I'm I'm thinking Michigan State keeps this thing close. We've seen them win there before. Right? We, we've seen all kinds of crazy things happen. Michigan State is a 19 point favorite. Seventy one percent of the money is on Michigan State on that line. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Michigan State, okay? But I'm also going to take the under. It's 67 and a half. That's a lot of points, especially for a team that likes to run the football as much as Michigan State, they're going to try and shorten the game. So I got two picks in one. MSU plus 19 and the under, which is 67 and a half. We good on that? Good. Okay. Texas is taking on West Virginia. The Horns are an abject disaster. They've lost five in a row. They lost to OU, comeback fashion. OSU, comeback fashion. Baylor, close game. Iowa State, not close game. And Kansas, huge comeback to lose in overtime, 57-56. They take on a West Virginia club, who I don't know if anybody's paying attention to it, but you know they've lost two in a row. Uh, at home to Oklahoma State on the road to Kansas State. They have several home losses on the year, including Texas Tech. I think this is a game that Texas breaks out of it. I just do. It's been a tough year. Everybody's on their booties. And they're, uh, um, Texas is an, I, I have them as a two and a half point dog. I like them on the money line. I like them to win the game. Give me Texas. Iowa State is taking on Oklahoma. Oklahoma's an eight and a half point favorite. Oklahoma comes off a devastating loss to Baylor. They got to win out. They want any hope of playing for a college football playoff and college football national championship. Iowa State plays up to their biggest opponents. I don't know if they win this. I like the points. I'll take Iowa State and the points. Similarly, similarly, Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska is on the road at Wisconsin. Now, remember, Wisconsin if you if you bailed on the Badgers because their offense was so bad, say, against Wisconsin earlier in the year, what have you missed? An absolute explosion. They've won six games in a row. Right? And the last three, Iowa 27-7, Rutgers 52-3, Northwestern 35-7. Northwestern's a nine-and-a-half-point uh, dog, and they haven't lost by more than nine points all year, even though they lost seven games, four in a row. right? I like Nebraska to cover. So I like Nebraska to cover. Give me Nebraska. So if you're looking at these numbers, I got Nebraska as a 19, excuse me, Nebraska is a nine and a half point dog. I got Iowa State as an eight and a half point dog. I got Texas as a two and a half point dog. And I got Michigan State as a 19 point dog, plus I have the under in that game. Those are the college picks. Let's get to the NFL. Uh, I'm going to work backwards. The Chargers are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't know about their quarterback situation, and it's not good. They don't have Joe Hayden. They don't have TJ Watt. They don't have Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, those are all their good players. (laughs) You know? I mean, yeah, they got good wide receivers, but who's going to get them the ball? I love, love the Chargers. It's six now. It'll probably be eight by kickoff. Get the Chargers now. This one's one I don't understand. Green Bay's taking on Baltimore. Green Bay's taking on Minnesota. Now Minnesota's played well. They just beat the Chargers, playing good football. They return home to have to play there. But the Packers feel like an elite team, and I don't think the Vikings are an elite team. It's a one-point line. Give me Green Bay. They're a one-point favorite. Cowboys are a two-and-a-half-point dog at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs have lost a couple games at home. I just think the Cowboys can score, are one of the few teams that can score with the Chiefs, and they can slow down the Chiefs. Can they stop them? No. Can they slow them down? Yes. And I I I think the rest of the year is the norm. Last, last weekend was a bit of an outlier against a depleted Raiders squad. Give me the Cowboys. Cincinnati's going to take on the Bengals, going to take on the Raiders. Bengals are a one point favorite. Guess who I'm going to take? The Bengals. I think they're a good team. I don't think they've always played that well this year. I think the Raiders are on fumes. I think they're frankly done. Give me Cincinnati. And then here's a pick that I feel like something I'm not picking up on. Something I must be missing. But I've been looking at this line all week and it's only moved to half point. Baltimore is a six and a half point favorite taking on the bears. Khalil Mack's not going to play the rest of the year. Okay, and maybe it's because we're in love with Justin Fields. I don't know, but the Ravens didn't play well last time out. They were playing well before that, but they haven't played since a week ago, Thursday, a week ago, yesterday. So they're rested. They're rested. And if you've watched the bears defense, they're slow. They're slow. Um, Yes, the Ravens have lost two of their last three. Yes, the defense has shown flaws. Yes, Lamar struggled, but he goes up and he goes down. I'm going to take b on the road as a road favorite. I got one more for you, a little bonus pick for you. Uh, the way I do bonus picks is they only count if I hit them. <laughs> San Francisco is taking on Jacksonville. I think San Francisco's back. Niners and six and a half. Easy money. Those are the picks.
6: Five on three. One, two, three. Five. There it is. Five NFL. Let's go, five. Five college. Five for five with Doug Gottlieb. Boom.
5: It's Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. Rich Ornberger joins us. He's an offensive lineman in the National Football League, and he's the co host of NFL, Fox NFL Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio with the great Steve Hartman. Uh, Rich, let's discuss last night's game. Um, I've given my perspective, I want yours. What'd you see?
8: Well, I saw a Falcons team that was frustrated the whole night by the amount of pressure that they were facing. Uh, The quarterbacks who appeared in the game, and it was three of them, were all under duress, all made mistakes with the football. And it was because the Patriots are doing what they've, you know, over the past two decades that Belichick has been there, what he wants them to do, generating a tremendous amount of pressure up front, whether it be just with a four-man or three-man rush at times, but also confusing offenses with the the deception of pass coverages and the exotic blitz packages. I mean, they clearly had two goals. It was to rattle Matt Ryan's cage and to take Kyle Pitts out of the game plan, and they operated um, to perfection, basically. Um, Outside of a couple of mistakes offensively by the Patriots' offense, it was as close to uh, a perfect night as you could ask for
5: uh, Mac Jones, what's the ceiling? The ceiling's pretty high because
8: what what Mac Jones shows is extreme poise. I mean, you know, he was sacked last night. After sacks, the next play doesn't appear to be affected by what happened the play prior. You know, uh, He'll throw an interception here or there, and he did last night. in the next drive, he doesn't show signs of allowing one bad player, one bad drive to affect him moving forward. You know, the loss is felt, and then he tries to correct it and move on. He's also very accurate, right, which a lot of people are going to attribute to a quarterback's natural abilities, which is fine, but it's only partially true. doesn't tell the whole story. The, the most important part of his accuracy is the fact that he's not thinking about, hey, who do I need to throw to? He's thinking about where do I need to place this ball to the receiver I'm targeting and that's because he's got a full understanding of what he's been asked to do offensively and that's a credit to Josh McDaniels for developing the young quarterback and calling plays that are within his capabilities and his wheelhouse but it's also a huge credit to Mac Jones because he looks like a different passer at midseason than he did to start with and it's because he has a better understanding of what's expected of him offensively.
5: Cam's going to get a start here uh, for the Carolina Panthers. What do you think he has left with his arm?
8: Cam's arm isn't really the issue, and I don't think it ever was outside of suffering injuries to his arm. His his biggest issue is is having really like we were just talking about with Mac Jones, like a full understanding of what he's being asked to do offensively. Cam has always struggled. When he's changed coordinators, and you know, and and Cam has a skill set that avails him the ability to extend plays and play some more backyard uh, football and and be creative. But that takes a toll because you're going to take a lot of hits. You know, you're going to tuck the ball and run it when you don't know where to go with it. And are you able to hold up? You know, that's the biggest issue. I think he's got all the physical tools you want, but durability is the most important tool in this league. And if you can't stay healthy, you can't help a team. And so I think it's fine that the Carolina Panthers are turning to Cam. I think it's going to give this team a shot in the arm. A lot of those players who are were still there, layover from his time in Carolina, know he's a great leader and he is, and he's beloved by his teammates. So I, I think I think Cam can ride, man. I think it's going to look okay. But my concerns are how long can he do it for? And the answer over the past bunch of seasons is not a whole season.
5: Uh, help me out. Um, why did the Rams, I mean, they kind of got pushed around by Tennessee. They got pushed around by the Niners. How's this team that supposedly so talented getting pushed around?
8: Well, what a lot of people are figuring out about the Rams is if you stop the run and you put the game in Matthew Stafford's hands, uh their offense is going to look very different. And so what the through line is between both those losses is how inept the run game was for the Los Angeles Rams against the Titans. I think they rushed it for just over 60 yards against the 49ers, just over 50. You know, if you can put the game in Matthew Stafford's hands and say, okay, you know, go beat us. You're going to see a different offense. Cooper cup's going to get his yards because he's just that type of player having that type of year. Um, but but if you're going to trust Matthew Stafford to be the offense, to be the the sole proprietor of this offense, I, I think I think that's a long hard day for him. And you'll see him make some mistakes, and you'll see him maybe pat the ball a little too many times and get sacked. Whereas there might have been an outlet that he could have checked down to. I, I, you know I, I have a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford, and I think he's a big reason why the Rams are so dangerous this season. But if you can make the Rams one dimensional, if you find ways to stop that run game you know it, it it makes it makes them vulnerable it's
5: Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio All right, what about the Niners do you think they're back
8: the Niners are a special team when they're healthy and they've just gotten healthy again you know that you can see it defensively up front they can really wreak havoc on a passer we saw that uh with what Nick Bosa and company are able to do against the Rams but You know, it's really that offense. You know, they want to get to a lot of what the Packers want to get to these days, a lot of what the Rams want to get to these days, a lot of what the Browns want to get to these days. They want to, you know, run sideline to sideline on those outside zone plays and find a cut lane and, and hurt you in the run game and then, you know, build their passing game off of the run. And when they're healthy up front, when they're healthy in the backfield, the 49ers can do that and they can really expose you. Now I do think it's a leg up for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, the fact that he knows the opponent so well when he plays against LA because he and Sean McVay worked together in their past, and it seems like he has the upper hand in those meetings. But look out for the 49ers, that's an NFC dark horse who can start making, you know, piling up some wins here. They can land in that seven seed, and I don't know if they can contend for the division because the division's so talented at the top with the Cardinals, with the Rams, if they can, you know, hold on. Um, but they could certainly appear as a wild card.
5: Rich, great stuff, man. Awesome. I mean, I could honestly, we, I could listen to you talk football forever, which is good because I'm going to listen to you from one to five on Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio. If you don't listen to Rich Hornberger, you're not, you're not going to know what's really going on. He's awesome. Rich, thanks so much for joining us, bro. Uh,
8: always, always grateful. Talk to you soon, Doug. Uh, and
5: listen, the the, the guy... It's it's like a cheat sheet. I drive around, I listen, and then I listen to Buyer afterwards, too. I mean, those guys are so good. Our, our weekend lineup is just outstanding. The Big Take from
2: Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world.
3: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon, I'm Sarah Holder. we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Viosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a
4: fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen.